Welcome to A Slob Chems Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobchemsclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. I'm also the author of two books, including my newest, Decluttering at the Speed of Life. Be watching for some fun um decluttering support and fun over the summer. Um, that book is available wherever books are sold. You can get it in audio version um, on Audible or wherever you'd like to get, uh, get your audio books. So, um, but, oh, and, and I did explain a couple weeks ago, you do not have to be a member of Audible to get an audio book on Audible. I um, just use the app and then I buy books. So anyway, um, I wanted to let you guys know that I will be in Minneapolis in a little over a month. I also, so check out my speaking page for details on that. Um, I will also possibly, potentially, probably be in Seattle in June. So sign up for my newsletter at aslobchemsclean.com slash newsletter to make sure you don't miss out on that. Also, um, let me know if you have access to a venue where we could meet up or I could speak or whatever. So, all right. Um, I am talking today about overthinking the housekeeping process. Um, overthinking is a big part of my problem when it comes to cleaning and organizing. Um, thinking is one of my favorite things. It's a lot more fun than cleaning and organizing. Um, and that can often cause a problem in the actual day-to-day process of keeping the house under control with things like dishes and laundry and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to talk about that. Um, But before I do that, let me make sure I tell you about our sponsor, Prep Dish. Um, I love hearing from listeners who have tried Prep Dish and love it. This is what one of you said last week. I just signed up for a year of Prep Dish. I have health issues, so I need to eat more paleo and gluten-free. And I stink at meal planning's sorry. And I stink at planning meals for the week. I will spend hours searching for recipes I like and then jam too many of them in a week and waste ingredients. The two week trial period with prep dish really sold me on how planning and prepping can save me time. It's not perfect, but it's been a big improvement for me on how I approach dinner. Okay. So that was, um, what one of you had shared, um, about prep dish and your experience with it. So thank you for sharing that experience. I personally have had the same experience. So um, using it in my own home, it just, it's like it frees up the brain space and makes me go, "Ah, okay, we're going to have healthy food for the week. So Prep Dish, for those of you who don't know, is a subscription-based meal planning service that sends you an email, once you're on their list, um, sends you an email each week with a shopping list, instructions for prepping your week's meals all at once and for getting each meal on the table on the night you eat it. Um, you can get your own free two-week trial by going to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean. That's all one word. That's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean to sign up for a free two-week trial. Okay. So um, I have on my notes here. You excited? I actually have notes this week. We'll see how that goes. Um, overthinking. That's one of my problems. Um, if you know Seinfeld, maybe you recognize that. Anyway, um, yeah, so overthinking is one of my problems. And um, it's often because I was always looking for the best way to do things. Um, 
you know, searching for, asking around, analyzing, dreaming up what my routine was going to be or what, what my method, my system was going to be to solve the messiness problem I had always struggled with. Okay. And so I would think things through because it, it honestly makes sense. And in so many areas of life, that's true. You know, think it through before it happens. I mean, I'm, I've told you guys before, when it comes to family vacations, I am a little neurotic about planning out every teeny tiny detail because I want it to go really smoothly. I want to do the research, find out what the potential problems can be so that I can then avoid that. Um, how should we go about doing this? And so I would approach housekeeping the same way. I've shared before, I am a project person. I have a project brain. I view um, things, issues, concerns in my life as issues to be solved, to be dealt with. And that serves me great in some areas, not so much in housekeeping because that's not how housekeeping goes, but that's how I would approach it. I would look at my messy house and go, okay, let me analyze this and figure out a plan so then I can execute the plan. And then I would come up with some crazy plan and, um, you know, go full force and then life would happen and it would just be a frustration. And then I would feel like I had failed. And then I would feel less, um, apt adept, I'm guessing is the word that is the alternate of inept. Um, but I would feel like, okay, I can't, I can't do this. This is, this is, I, this isn't my thing. I, I don't know what's the deal, why this always continually is so hard for me, whatever. Um, and a lot of that was due to having thought things through so much. So, um, the simple, what I'm telling you here is that I did not figure this out. I did not figure out how to keep my home under control by thinking about it. Now, I'm saying that as the person who's been writing about my deslobification process for like almost nine years now. Okay. So, I mean, I get what I'm saying here. Yes, I thought it through. Yes, that is my personality. It helped. But I was thinking it through. I was doing it anyway, and then thinking what was working and not working about what I was doing. Instead of thinking first, and then waiting until I had thought it through completely and totally before I did something. And what I learned through that was that the going ahead and doing it, the going ahead and doing my dishes I don't know the best way to do the dishes, but everything I've ever tried as far as a method or a system has never worked. And so I just do it. That's one of the reasons why I'm not like, okay, everybody, um, you know, as soon as you get up in the morning, do this, 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 and this, because not everybody has the same style of morning. Um, you know, some people roll out of bed and are doing good to even get to work on time or, you know, some people have mornings that are pretty slow and whatever. So I, I'm not going to tell you, oh, do this, 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 and this, because guess what happens? I would always think I'm going to, here, here's my new morning routine. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And then mornings would not all be the same. We're at the end of the school year right now. And uh, talk about things coming out of left field. Hey, mom, guess what? Um, I have my such and such at 930 tomorrow morning. Can you be there? Hey, mom, um, such and such is, you know, it's nothing is ever the same every single day, the way that it is on paper, you know, and so instead, I say, I just have to do to do the dishes every day. Ideally, 
I learned from doing them every day, not by deciding ahead of time. Ideally, I learned if I will run the dishwasher at night and empty it in the morning, things stay under control. But when life happens and we grab tacos on the way home from a football game and in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I didn't cook tonight, so I don't need to clean the kitchen. And then I walk in the next morning to my kitchen and go, oh my word, what in the world happened here? Evidently, I did do stuff in the kitchen yesterday and I didn't even think about it. You know, it's like, I can't say, oh, well, then I have to do this, you know, tonight I'm going to, I'm going to do the dishes again. No, it's like, go ahead and do it because I'm just going to do the dishes at some point during the day each day. Okay. And that is really important for me personally, as I head into summer to remember that of yes, ideal is to do it before I go to bed. But if I don't do it before I go to bed, I don't then wait until the next night before I go to bed, because guess what happens? We have something completely different going on. And I, again, in the back of my mind, think, oh, I bet the kitchen's fine and forget that I was so frustrated earlier in the day, or I just go to bed or whatever. And then all of a sudden, I've missed it. And the dishes math is in effect. And it's a big pile up. And it's completely out of control. And then I'm frustrated, okay, and feeling overwhelmed. So instead, it's a at some point during the day, I do the dishes, okay, what does and doesn't work. I only have actually learned what does and doesn't work by going ahead and doing it. And sometimes doing it wrong. And learning what doesn't work because I tried it anyway and it didn't work. But then so many times I'm like, this isn't going to work, but I'm going to do it anyway because I just have to do it. And then I'm like, actually, that works way better than I was thinking it wouldn't. I mean, or thinking it would. I've really had all these reasons why it didn't make any sense to just do a couple of dishes. But guess what? When I just do a couple of dishes, it's like basically no time at all out of my day. And so that changes my perspective is the going ahead and doing. So it's the overthinking that's a big part of my problem. Deciding ahead of time what is and isn't going to work instead of just saying, okay, I have to get the dishes done and I have to do them every day. So I'm going to do them every day, whatever that means, whatever it looks like in my unique home with my unique schedule at during that unique week of the year, whatever. And by doing that, I find out what really does work well. Okay. Um, remember my main thing I tell people, if it's not dishes for you, awesome. But whatever it is that makes you crazy in your house, makes you crazy enough that you look up a book on housekeeping or you listen to a podcast about cleaning and organizing and decluttering. I mean, really, you know, something is making you crazy if you're <laughs> looking that up, unless you're just completely into listen to people talk about the problems, which is fine. Um, but if there is something that makes you crazy, that makes you go, oh my goodness, focus on solving that same problem every single day for seven days. Solve it today, solve it again tomorrow before it becomes a problem again, solve it again the next day before it becomes a problem again. And by the doing, you're going to figure out what works the best for you in your home. Okay. So what made me think of this? Well, I had an email from one of you, um, from New Zealand. Hey, and, um, I just thought it was a really, uh, a good email. And I, I will say I was able to email her back really quick. I, right now I'm heading into summer. I am so behind. So please don't be offended if you have emailed me and I have not emailed you back because, oh my goodness. Um, yeah, like I just woke up in the middle of the night and was like, 
there was a time sensitive email that I got and I don't have any idea how long ago that was and I haven't answered it yet. So that's on my list for today. We'll see if it happens. But, um, and then I'm heading into summer and I'm giving myself permission to just kind of have a stopping point and, and be done. So that's, don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss when I come back. Okay. Um, so here, here's the email. Um, and I totally get where she's coming from, except that I don't have twin girls, but I get, I get the thinking this through part. Here's the email. The laundry day concept is revolutionary, but I need a hand. I have twin girls. And when I started toilet training one, I found for reasons I'm sure you will remember had to let laundry slide. This is me not talking. I totally remember. I can remember doing 17 loads of laundry the first day of potty training with my oldest child. Oh, okay. Back to her. In the early days, we were going through so many pairs of underwear and other clothes in a week. I couldn't bear not using the the washing machine more regularly. The thought of leaving clothes soaking in a bucket totally grossed me out. It did, though, get me out of laundry day as there were some things that I didn't want to wash with all the toilet training clothes, if that makes sense. And so I ended up with huge mountains of unwashed towels and sheets and special washes like woolens. The, um... I'm not sure what woolens are. I guess that just means wool things. Okay. Um, the good news is that I have caught up with laundry day now and I feel back in control, but it's taken a few months to get back on top of it all. I'm dreading toilet training the other twins selfishly because of how I will handle laundry when we go through this. Tips, suggestions, and comments. Okay. So here, here's the thing about laundry day. Um, I hear from people all the time. If you've read my first book, How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind, um, you know that I have two chapters on laundry. One that goes through the entire process of how I do laundry day and how it works. And then a whole nother chapter on addressing all of the objections that I know you have about laundry day because they were the same ones that I had. Laundry day on paper does not make as much sense as doing a load a day. But we're not living on paper. We're living in reality. And if a load of day, if a load a day works for you, then that's exactly what you should be doing. But if it doesn't work for you and you've tried it, laundry day is amazing. And I hear from people all the time who who will tell me, I did not do laundry day. I thought that was the dumbest idea. I liked your other ideas, but that one was so dumb. I refused to try it. Um, and I had all these reasons why it wasn't going to work. And then I actually tried it and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I mean, probably not the best thing that's ever happened to him, but you know, we're talking like housekeeping wise or whatever, but, um, laundry day is a game changer. If you are constantly frustrated and struggling with laundry. Okay. If you have laundry under control, keep doing what you're doing. All right. But, um, what I love here is I totally get it because it's that laundry day was working for her and then, um, potty training, toilet training came along and it threw her off from that. And I totally get it. And here's the reality. There are going to be times in life where you get thrown off. I mean, potty training is a short, term thing in your life. I mean, I do know those of y'all who have 10 and 12 kids, you probably feel like you've been doing it forever. But the people I know who have 10 and 12 kids also are pretty good at it, you know, um, and have different perspectives than some of us who, um, only did it three times. And, um, you know, but even for me, I mean, that first time with the first kid, 
Oh my word. Like I said, I had the 17 pairs of underwear day, but with the second kid, it wasn't just, Oh, going using, okay, here we go. Um, sometimes I'll talk about things that later I think, should I have said that? Um, but you know, with the second kid, it's almost like they were with the first one, would they were thinking, Oh, well using the bathroom is what adults do. I'm a kid, you know, where with the second kid, they've seen the first kid do it. And they're like, Oh, okay. All right. So it's time for me to do that too. Okay. You know, and I know that's not true for everybody, but it really does seem to make a difference. My third child, thank you, Lord had, um, what did she have? Um, she has an aversion to her clothes being wet. And so she basically, I mean, I am like, it was nothing of me. It was all just total luck and grace, um, that she basically had one accident and was like, well, that's disgusting and never had another accident. So yay for me. I was lucky on that one. Um, but I told, but what I'm saying is there are times in life where yes, everything gets thrown off. Um, but here, here's where this comes here. Here's the thing in here is what I hear you saying is, um, I couldn't bear not using the washing machine more regularly. And that is looking at laundry day on paper. Okay. Looking at laundry day on paper is I do all of my laundry on this day and never another load ever on any other day. But let's take that from paper into real life and go, okay, how does it actually work? Um, sometimes laundry day takes me more than a day. You know, sometimes it's, um, oh my goodness, it's Wednesday and I've still got one more load. But guess what? I still have viewing laundry as a project. If you haven't listened to me talk about laundry, I have other podcasts on that and exactly how it all works. But um, like laundry day allows me to use my project brain to do something, have a beginning, a middle and an end and take a break mentally from it, which is more significant than even the physical part. Um, to not have to worry about laundry for the other, for the rest of the week. Okay. So I still have a beginning, a middle and an end, even when laundry takes longer than one day. Okay. So it's, it's really more about the viewing as a project, viewing it as a project than only using your washing machine on one day of the week. But the other thing that happens And this is one of those things that I did not know how important this would be and how much it would affect me until I experienced it. But instead of thinking it as I can't use my washing machine because it's not laundry day, instead think of it as because I have laundry day, my washing machine is free and open for me to do quick small loads. Okay. Now for those of you who I know don't like to run a lot, your washing machine when it is, um, not completely and totally full look and see, because most washing machines have a smaller load setting, like a mini load or a small load or whatever. And usually, you know, go ahead. If you're running that anyway, um, find some, grab some things that you are, um, you know, from what would be part of the next laundry day, if you're running a load, and it's not, you know, you need to run it just for whatever it is that you're washing. um, But you don't have quite enough for the minimum load size that you are comfortable running for, you know, just for purposes or whatever of water conservation. Um, Grab a couple of things just to make that minimum load. 
that would normally be part of laundry day. And then you're just making laundry day easier for the next week. Okay. So instead of thinking it as of it as I, this is laundry day, so I can't do laundry any other day. It's, oh, my washing machine is completely empty, which is the thing. One of the things I talk about, you know, in the first book is that was huge to me because what would happen is when life would happen, let's say somebody threw up in the middle of the night or, you know, whatever messes that just happen in normal life, which happen a lot more when you're potty training, but whatever messes happen in normal life, it wasn't about me having to wait until Monday to do that laundry. It was about, oh, my laundry, my washing machine is empty and ready for me to go ahead and deal with this right now. And I don't have to feel guilty that, oh my goodness, I have to do this. Well, I have a mountain of dirty laundry over there that is sitting there waiting. And now I feel guilty because I'm having to take care of this when we've got, you know, so much backed up laundry that I really need to do. Instead, it's like a guilt-free load where you're like, okay, well, I had to deal with this and it's open and I can deal with it. So that's all I'm going to say about laundry. Um, because this isn't a podcast about laundry. It's a podcast about, um, not letting myself overthink things to the point where, um, I kind of make myself paralyzed. So here's another, um, concept. I wrote a post this week, uh, over on the blog and, um, I think I called it this evil or that evil. And it's the same basic concept. And I was thinking about this and, um, I'll just tell you how I was thinking about it. So here's one of those, um, actually kind of has to do with laundry, but is what made me start thinking about it, but that's not what it's about. Anyway, um, you know, I, part of my laundry routine is that I fold clothes right out of the dryer and go put them away. Um, which is very similar to my decluttering strategy of going ahead and putting things away right now. Um, that's how I declutter without making a bigger mess. As soon as I pull it out, I make a decision and I go take it there now instead of putting it into piles or putting it into a keep box, which then is a procrastination thing. And when I get distracted, not if I get distracted, everything, you know, that used to be in these neat piles and I knew exactly what I was going to do with it, um, ends up being in one big pile and I have to re go through it again. Um, but I was thinking about this with laundry because I I will just tell you, and here's a little thing with families and dealing with families is, um, when my, my husband is awesome at, you know, helping kind of move laundry along, or let's say on a Monday or sometimes Tuesday night when, um, laundry day, you know, needs to whatever he, and I'm out doing whatever he'll, he'll move things along. But he is not on board with the folding it straight out of the dryer and putting it away immediately. He is much more of the um, pull it out of the dryer, put it on the recliner, and let it sit there, which I did for years. And and I, as I always say, you don't have to fold right out of the dryer to make laundry day work. To make laundry day be completely done and finished and not an ongoing irritation in the back of your mind with a pile of clean laundry sitting there. Yeah, that's what, you know, folding it right out of the dryer keeps that from happening. But you can still survive without doing that. And so it's one of those things, I'll just be honest, oh, it grates on my nerves. 
because I have seen the light, y'all. I have experienced the joy of laundry just disappearing into the drawers and the difference that it makes for me to go ahead and do it right now. But I'm also just so thankful when people pitch in and I realize that, you know, what I have found to be a game changer, I can say it, but he hasn't experienced that yet. And so whatever, I I just, I'm not going to complain. Okay. But what happened was I think I was mid- um, mid load at some point when I got distracted and, you know, I had my little stacks that only I can understand and comprehend which stack is for whom, um, on top of the washing machine and dryer going in the middle of, you know, folding it right out of the dryer. And then I take it and put it away. Um, but evidently I must have gotten distracted in the middle of that. And so he came in to finish it. Well, he took all the stacks that were on top of the washing machine and just moved them on top of the dryer. And I was like, and I was so frustrated, not with him, just with situation. It's life. Okay. Um, I'm, I, I would, I didn't express my frustration. It's just life. It's how it goes. But anyway, but I was like, Oh my goodness, I have to redo these stacks. This is so frustrating. And it made me think about this strategy that I have of not making piles when I declutter of the things that are going to go to the garage and the things that are going to go to the laundry room and the things that are going to go to the living room and the kids room and the bathroom. That's what I used to do is make all these neat little piles because in my mind, I cannot stand wasting time. Like I'm talking about two evils choices here, you know, a dilemma choice between two things that are not great. Meaning I, in my mind, I think I want to do everything I can to avoid wasting time, which generally gets me into a situation where I'm wasting time. And that's kind of the point of this. But anyway, um, that is a bad thing is putting myself in a situation where I'm wasting time. Okay. So in my mind, in the ideal situation, making these little piles of all the things that are going to go to all the different places is so much more efficient because then when I'm finished with this project, I can take all the stuff that's going to go to the bathroom there right, you know, at the end. And then I'll take all the stuff that's going to go to the garage together and not make separate trips because that should save me time. And so in that situation, doing it that way, I feel like I am avoiding a bad situation because I don't want to waste time. So I'm going to do it this way. But then there's the reality of life always happens. It is a one in a hundred chance that I'm actually going to be able to finish this entire project start to finish with zero distractions, which means that all these neat little piles, I'm going to have to step away at some point. And then when I come back, And they have shifted a little bit because maybe somebody dug through things or simply I don't remember anymore where this pile stops and the next one begins. And then I have to redo my work. I have to reanalyze these items that are in this pile. Okay, this pile right here, this was stuff that would go in which room? Okay, wait, was this item meant to be in this pile or was it meant to be in this pile? And I'm redoing my work. So I have two less than ideal situations. One of them is wasting time by taking things where I would look for them first. That's my first decluttering question. Immediately, as soon as I answer that question, I go ahead and take it there right now. 
Okay. That's less than ideal. That's kind of a frustrating thing because it feels like, oh, I'm wasting time doing this. But then the other alternate choice is to make the piles and then end up having to go back through the items in there because generally it's not just one or two things that have shifted into a different pile that I have to reanalyze. It's generally that everything morphs into one big pile and I have to basically start over again. But now the mess is outside the space I was decluttering in the first place and I've made a bigger mess. So going back and redoing my work like I had to do, and that's life, it happens sometimes, but like I had to do with that laundry and go, okay, whose stuff is whose? I had these all in these little piles and um, because I don't take individual items as I take it out of the dryer. Okay. Let me just be clear about that. I do not take like, here's a pair of underwear. Let me go walk it to where it goes. No, I make my laundry piles there. And then, um, I mean, I make my stacks of what goes where, and then I take everything, um, there. So it's a similar situation, but not exactly the same. But the fact that those piles that I had already decided on and knew where they were supposed to go were now in one big pile. And I had to go re back, go back through it again, Um, was so frustrating to me. And it made me think about the decluttering situation that is similar to that in that that's how I make my decluttering progress, only progress, never make a bigger mess. And I'm avoiding the frustration of having to remake decisions that I've already made, having to re ask and answer my decluttering questions that I have already asked and answered. And so which of these two is the lesser of the two evils? Maybe maybe you don't mind redoing work that you've already done. And that evil is less to you than the other. I, come on. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's my podcast. Um, but, <laughs> but here's the truth. I can either take things where they go immediately. And yes, that feels like I'm being less efficient, except that it plays out in a way where I only ever make progress. And because we're talking real life, as opposed to just thinking about it on paper, in real life, that is so much more satisfying to me because I only ever make progress. I never end up in a situation where when I get distracted, I've made a worse situation than I had before. So in real life, the way that plays out is beautifully. Okay, that's where I am able to declutter at the speed of life. But that is my situation. Either I have the evil of not doing it the absolute most efficient way, or I have the evil of pretty much being guaranteed to put myself in a position where I'm going to have to redo work that I've already done. Which of those two is the lesser of the two evils? I'll tell you, taking stuff where it goes right now for me that's a way less evil than having to redo my work. Pretty much nothing frustrates me more than having to redo my work. Okay. So it's instead, but, but here's where it comes down to the overthinking issue is it's not necessarily how it works out on paper. It's how it works out in real life. And so going ahead and trying it, if you, however you declutter is fine, but if you just think that is so dumb, I am not going to do the take it there right now thing. That is so dumb. Why did why do I keep listening to her podcast over and over when she says the same thing over and over anyway, but whatever, um, try it, prove me wrong. And that's great. You'll be happy you proved me wrong, or you'll be thrilled because you'll realize as I have, and as 
the people who I get emails from all the time have is this is a game changer. Taking it where it goes right now, even though it's not the perfect solution, it is the best solution considering the actual situation that you have. And sometimes this overthinking of what should or shouldn't work, what would or wouldn't work if everything was perfect, um, shoulds and woulds, coulds, yeah, they don't actually get my house clean. The only thing that gets it clean is actually making real progress. And so there's that. Um, and, and just encouraging you as I finish up here on this somewhat rambly podcast or a lot rambly, I don't know, whatever. It's the end of the school year. Um, information overload is a thing. And I do believe that, let me get philosophical here, but I do believe that is part of the issue for our generation is because there is so much information out there in the world and so at our fingertips that is so normal to us now. But if you even think back 10 years, you're like, yeah, this was not a thing back then. Um, that information overload is a, it produces the temptation or the possibility of, well, if I just keep looking, I'm going to find the answer that I like best. And so the researching and the information, information searching becomes the trap. The overthinking becomes the trap because it's so possible and available to think and overthink and keep searching and keep looking. We're in reality, as I say all the time, y'all, I have not invented anything here. I have just tried it out and seen what actually works and maybe said it in a way that is helpful for people with my brain type as opposed to, you know, other people. Um, people have been doing the dishes, people with clean kitchens for all of time have had clean kitchens because they keep their dishes done. People whose clothes have been clean have had clean clothes because they've cleaned their clothes. I mean, this is not rocket science. Um, and I think sometimes I want it to be rocket science because <laughs> rocket science sounds so much more fun and exciting than doing laundry. Um, but it's that overthinking and not letting yourself overthink it. And instead, the way to cure overthinking is to go ahead and do it the way that you're sure is the wrong way. Because you're either going to prove that it's the wrong way and you can check that off and try something else. Or you're going to find out, oh, actually, yeah, this wasn't as complicated as I was making it in my head. Um, anyway. I hope that's helpful in any way. Um, I do want to remind you as we get toward the summer, um, I think I said this earlier, but I had to take like a break to go to my daughter's school for a minute in the middle of this podcast. So who knows um, what I've said and what I didn't say. Um, if you're still here, uh, consider being a patron of the show. Um, those who are patrons at the $5 a month level or more um, are able to um, join one of the perks of being a patron is um, that you get an invite to a super secret Facebook group. And I just love how encouraging the people are in there. The 
how encouraging the people in there are to one another and helpful. Um, so I encourage you to check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes, but it's also, uh, something you can look at at patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. That's P A T R E O N.com slash a slob comes clean. So, um, all right, I will talk to you guys later. Make sure you subscribe. I think I have three more podcasts left before I take my summer break, which my brain needs so desperately. Okay. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.